0: Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. What? Who are you? What did you just say? Start your weekend off right, listening to The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. He's chiseled out of marble. He's got 48 chests and a 32-inch waist. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. It's The Weekend. That song sounds like Michael Jackson singing it, but it's not. It's him. It's The Weekend. Just a beautiful gift he's been given. Just a gorgeous voice. The number's 877-710-ESPN, but I want to talk to you a little bit about surgery this week. On Wednesday, I did a case called a revision. I had to redo someone's surgery. Lovely woman. Both her hips were replaced many years ago, 10 years ago, and then she had a problem with her back, and they fused her back from her rib cage, basically, to her pelvis, And now, after 10 years of having two nice hip surgeries, the hip starts to dislocate. Enough that you had to go to the ER to have them put it back in again. And this is a fascinating problem that we're just now learning about, which is the connection between movement that comes from your spine through those discs I just talked about and how it relates to your hip, your hip and your lower back have a communication that need each other the very word fusion is because you get arthritis you get back pain you get sciatica the nerve pain down your leg classic you can either replace the disc in young people and it's still it's not uh, state-of-the-art but it's getting there and it's definitely an option if all you have is one disc that's not working great I don't mean it's not state-of-the-art it's certainly being done plenty by many very skillful surgeons And it's a real blessing to be able to not fuse the joint. But sometimes you actually have to fuse the joint for all kinds of reasons, which I can do a whole show about, actually, one day. But when you go from standing to sitting down, your hip flexes, right? You're standing up, and now you go to sit down, your hip flexes. That's how you get into your chair. What we never really appreciated before was that the ball and socket joint moves to accommodate you sitting, but the socket moves to help the ball almost as much as the ball rotates to fit in the socket. We never really, as silly as this sounds, as orthopedic surgeons appreciated that. When you go to sit down, your pelvis rotates to cover the ball to keep it from dislocating. It rotates. The socket rotates over the ball. And that movement requires the pelvis to rotate from the lower spine, the lumbar spine. Even if the discs are degenerative, you're getting older, you get arthritis and your spinal stenosis, even if the disc is herniated, there's still movement coming out of your spine. But if you now have a fusion, particularly a big fusion, where all the discs in your lower back no longer move because your pain was so incapacitating, that was the treatment. Well, guess what? Go and sit down now. You better have the ball move extra in the socket because it ain't getting any help from the socket moving to it. And because that's now happening, that hip replacement worked really well. Now it doesn't because you can't recruit the socket to rotate with the ball. So that's what I had to do this week. Take her to surgery and solve the problem. I can't unfuse her spine. That's not going to happen. What could I possibly do to allow her to keep as much of the parts that were put in and allow her to have a hip that won't dislocate anymore. It's fascinating. Great engineering. I may be the surgeon, but boy, there's a lot of people behind the scenes. And I don't mean the nurse and the tech and the anesthesiologist and the x-ray tech, you know, all the people that are involved in the operating room with me at Cedars, who I can't do it alone. God bless them and thank them for all they've done for me 33 years there. But the people that are really behind the scenes that never really get talked about are the dentists. That's what today's topic is. They're the tinkerers, they're the engineers, the mechanical engineers, the biomechanical engineers, the biomedical engineers that are behind the scenes making the parts that I use. And I enjoy their work and they don't get any credit for it. So I was able to make a hip implant locked together internally with a ring and I was also able to lengthen this woman's leg slightly. Which really helps in changing the overall alignment of her muscles, because her leg was slightly shorter before, which is probably a contributor to the dislocation. So taking her and lengthening it, and then locking it up because she tore so many of the muscles in these multiple dislocations, she's going to be fixed, is able to go home the next day. Awesome. And it's really the topic today of form and function. My guest at A15, Alan Moore, is going to talk to us about... Yeah, he's going to make those teeth look good, but they also still have to work. And it is a challenge. Probably the greatest architect America ever produced was Frank Lloyd Wright. You should Google falling mortar, my favorite house ever built. Google the Guggenheim Museum, my favorite building ever made. It's not a coincidence. This architect designed both of them. But the problem with Frank Lloyd Wright is that as the greatest American architect ever, probably the forefather of... Rebar and reinforced concrete, and really being able to make concrete slabs that could jut out because of the rebar he put in. But a lot of the, the form, the beauty was there. But many of these had to be re engineered and reworked on because of the failure in the functionality. That can't happen if Alan Moore is rebuilding your teeth. That can't happen if Dr. Clapper is working on your knee or your hip or your shoulder. You can't just make it look pretty, which I really try and do as an artist. You also have to have that function. So at 8.15, we're going to talk about form and function with an expert, a dentist. That's what their teaching is all about. High-speed drills in tiny little spaces. And it's not like me where I have an anesthesiologist who knocks you out. You don't even know what I'm doing. That dentist has got a he's, a, he's inflicting pain while, he, while he's fixing you. It reminds me of this song. That you uh, heard during uh, little shop of horrors. This is Steve Martin singing about it. You'll be a <laughs> you have a talent for causing hey, hey. You'll be a success. You've gotta work while the person's looking at you, talking at you. It's a challenge, but it's gotta be incredibly gratifying. And I know it is for Alan Moore. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.